Before we start our episode, we would love to thank our newest sponsor, The Hook Dispensary in Santa Rosa, California. It is a legally licensed recreational and medical cannabis dispensary, and it's about the coolest one you will ever visit. And it is also owned by Eddie Alvarez, who happens to be our Santa Rosa City Councilman. Yes, Eddie's the coolest too. So thanks so much, Eddie. Shout out and thank you, The Hook. We appreciate your sponsorship and we hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. I am Mariah Volk. And I am Jerry Robinson. Hey, Jerry. This is a new season starting today for the podcast. So welcome to the People Doing Good podcast. If this is your first time tuning in to our podcast, Jerry and I are all about spreading positivity by sharing the stories of people doing good, talking about positive things, just generally being positive and sharing the love. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm doing great. And you're absolutely right. It's about people doing good. It's about people improving people's lives. That's what we're trying to bring to people to hear a good story where somebody is helping somebody become better as a person or as a, uh, an individual or whatever it may be. So that's what it's about. And uh, I'm doing good. I'm good. doing good today. I'm excited. You know, um, this episode today, our theme is golf and our guest is Greg Anderson. And Greg has just started a new venture. It is Next Level Golf and Fitness and it's inside Anytime Fitness in Santa Rosa. And we'll get into more about that in our episode. Um, Greg Anderson is actually a Sonoma County native. He also, like Jerry Robinson, went to Cardinal Newman High School. He started golfing at the age of seven. He did golf at Newman and Santa Rosa Junior, Junior College. He went to USD, University of San Diego, and represented the NCAA Division I as the number one player. Um, and, and he's spent decades of his life um, training golfers, coaching golfers. He's golfed with Michael Jordan, Ronnie Lott. I mean, Jerry, the, the guy, Greg Anderson, he's the man. He is the, he is the man. And then you know what? I think that people are they're, they're just waiting to hear Greg's episode of the People Doing Good podcast. So what do you think, Mariah? Are you saying we should shut up and let them listen to Greg? Uh, No, you said it. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Let's do it. All right. Enjoy the conversation with Greg Anderson. Thanks for joining us, Greg. Um, I first wanted to let our listeners know that you two go way back. And if Jerry, you can get into how, when and how you met Greg Anderson. I've known Greg since he was a young little kid, a uh, young man uh, through his family from his dad, Coach Anderson. And uh, I mean, I've been over to their house several times for dinner. We all hung out. It's a family thing. Okay. It goes way back to when I was at junior high school and his father was coaching at Herbert Slater uh, junior high and, that's how it started, and uh, a relationship started, and we wound up. His brothers went to Carlo Newman. Greg went to Carlo Newman. All of his brothers went to Carlo Newman. I went to Carlo Newman. So, you know, 
that's how I really got to really know the family. And uh, I'm part of their family and they're part of my family. So Greg and I are real close. I call him Brother Greg all the time. So, you know, it's great to have Brother Greg on the show. Uh, you know, I'm one of my best friends in the whole world is his brother, Doug and uh, Doug Anderson. And, um, uh, I love the whole family. You know, I mean, I'm matter of fact, Greg, I was looking at some pictures the other day when I was at you guys' house years and years, a few decades ago and Karen, your little sister was sitting on my lap and, you know, it's just, that's how far we go back, uh, <laughs> decades of, uh, of memories and uh, stuff like that. Huh, Greg? Yeah, no, I remember, Jerry, where my dad watched Brother Doug play, um, play basketball at Cook Junior High, and he came home from the ball game. He, he said to me, you know, I was, so Doug was probably 14, so I was about 9 or 10. He says, I just saw the best athlete I've ever seen in Sonoma County. And I said, who's that? He says, well, Jerry, his name is Jerry. So anyway, I, I think it was soon after that, my dad called Dick Vermeil, you know, which is a whole nother conversation. And uh, from their time together in Calistoga High and said, hey, Coach Vermeil, who was at UCLA, I just saw the best athlete I have seen in, um, in Sonoma County or maybe in my life. And here's his name. So that's I remember that that day. I remember that day when dad came home. Wow. And you know, and the interesting thing about it is Coach Vermeil remembers that day, too, because, you know, I have seen some letters that Coach Vermeil has sent to your father, you know, before he passed away. And uh, they were talking about that particular moment, you know, and, and, and your dad was always asking Coach Vermeil when I, when I was drafted by the Eagles, how's Jerry doing? Is he taking care of business? Is he taking care of himself? He was always concerned about me other than just the athletic side of it. You know, Greg's father was, uh, he was like a father to me. Actually, he's like a father to a lot of guys. So my introduction to Dick Vermeil was, you know, I didn't even know about, you know what I mean? It was from Coach Anderson. So that relationship, because his father, Coach Anderson, coached Dick Vermeil when he was at Calistoga High School. And you know how coaches are, it's a fraternity. Mariah, you know how that is. Coaches are, they're a fraternity. And uh, so oh, my cool, name right? got, yeah, my name, yeah, yeah. My name got uh, uh, introduced to Dick Vermeil's ears and eyesight uh, way back in junior high school because of Coach Anderson, uh, Greg's father. That's how I know Greg. Wow. Well, we're all and the family. It's a small world. And our, our topic today, Greg, the reason we have you here, of course, is to talk not just about your background, but we're talking about today golf. And I know that you began your love affair with golf at about the age of seven is, can you explain to our listeners how you got into golf and how you fell in love with it at such a young age? Yeah, it was sort of a, uh, a strange time where my dad was a, um, he was a, a school instructor in physical education and a coach. And so one, every summer he had a, a swim lesson gig, you know, Jack Anderson swim schools. And he'd be at Flamingo, he'd be at Mayette, you know, some, you know, nice, he was even at Borton's, you know, out in uh, Sonoma area. So one, one time he, he, he lost his contract at Flamingo, I believe, one year. And he, he went up to this wiki up place and he, he said, hey, I'm trying to, you know, find a, get a job, get a gig for the summer. And he came back home. I, I, I was eight years old. And he said, you know, we had six kids in my family. And he says, yeah, I, I bought it. 
And, uh, you know, gosh, uh, you know, my mom was ill and my dad was working his butt off. And so you bought it. How do you, you know? So anyway, um, with him buying Wiki up, you know, around the, the swim and tennis club was a little nine hole golf course, you know, and unfortunately it's not there anymore. But my, you know, I wasn't very good, you know, around the club. I, I didn't, wasn't very good at pulling weeds and I wasn't very good at coining pools and I was a pan in my dad's side. So he said, go play golf. So I, I'd loop around that golf course one time, two times, three times. I'd check in with my mom. Hey, mom, I did, I shot 54. Keep going, honey, you'll do better. Hey, mom, I shot, you know, 52 on this one. Good, go get a hot dog. Keep going. So <laughs> that was my introduction to golf, you know, at Wiki Up Golf Club. And uh, I remember those days like they were yesterday. Wow. And, you know, that's led you to a, uh a career in golf. And I wanted to, um, I've been lucky enough to have a lesson from you. And you also gave a lesson to my son, Levi, and it was amazing. Highly recommend a lesson with Greg. If you're out there listening and you want to try a new sport for the first time, cause I'm an athlete and I, you know, I assume that I'll have some sort of advantage in some way when I try something new, cause I'm athletic, but not quite so much. I'm not a great golfer. What about you, Jerry? Well, Greg knows this better than me. Greg's been, you know what? He's always offered to help me. And you know what? Honestly, I'm going to say right now, I've just been too embarrassed because I think the same way that you're thinking, Mariah. Yeah. But I do know that Greg Greg is very patient. And, uh, you know, I've never taken him up on it yet. But I tell you what, I went to visit him, uh, I think it was last week or two weeks ago at Anytime Fitness where, yes. where he's at and uh, with the golf simulators and all that kind of stuff. And I know we're going to get into that, but yes. I'm telling you right now, uh, if anybody that's, 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 that wants to improve their game or if you want to learn how to play the game right, you know what? Greg Anderson is the man that you want to be in touch with because what he's got going on at Anytime Fitness is revolutionary. I'm telling you. And oh, I, I when agree. I you were there, Mariah. You oh yeah, yeah you were unbelievable. There. It's amazing. And you know, I do want you to explain to our listeners about the whole your whole new venture at Anytime Fitness and with what you've got going on. But before we get into that, to talk about what happened with golf during COVID. You know, I was reading a CNN article today um, that was about the the 2020 PGA ra- ratings were like the best in ten years equipment sales, golf equipment sales were booming. So while a lot of industries were just plummeting because of the pandemic, the golf industry really flourished. And that's positive. You know, we're here to talk about positive things. So the golf industry is on the up and up. And in terms of timing for what you're doing, this is perfect. It's the perfect social distance sport. That's right. So I've never seen, I've been a golf pro since 83, PGA member since 86. Um, unfortunately, that dates me to be an old man. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I've never seen times like this in golf. Uh, I've never seen times at Windsor Golf Course where they are calling the tee time at you know from six in the morning till six thirty in the afternoon. Okay, PM. So um, you talk about equipment. Uh, I know I, I just taught a kid yesterday in here who ordered a set of clubs back in January. Uh, that he just received two days ago. Okay, so uh, equipment's all backlog. Uh, there's some that do better than others. Um, getting the tee times high demand. Uh, golf lessons, every teacher is busy. Um, it just happens to be one of those sports where 
you can go out and keep your distancing. You're on a 200 acre park land and you can do the right thing. You don't have to touch the flag. Um, you, people pop with the flags in, which is still weird for me, but that's, that's the new normal now. So um, it, 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 I've never seen times like this is changing the whole scope. I know Bennett Valley Golf Course, we were talking about some of their numbers. Uh, they, they were as a low point after a rainy year and sort of some uh, reasons why golf wasn't uh, really popular. Then they did about 45,000 rounds. This last year, even though they were shut down for two months during the pandemic, they did about 80,000 rounds at Windsor wow. Golf, I'm sorry, at Bennett Valley Golf Course. So it is at an all-time high. The deal that we have to do is keep that group, keep the newbies into the game active. So what I'm seeing is that not only is mom and dad, you know, sort of sniffing it now a little bit more, but now the children are getting involved and golf camps for kids during the summer are filling up and there's high demand for, Hey, we need more classes and stuff like that. So it is, it's really fun. And I'm starting to see what I really think is important in golf is the multi-generation part of golf coming back where you have, you can play golf, not many other sports, but you can play golf with your grandparents and your parents and your friends. So it's, it's just really a neat time right now. Yeah, I actually, I, as you say that about the generational thing, I played with my dad and my grandfather at the Bennett Valley Golf Course when I was probably 10. Right, and that's right. one of the, I didn't see my grandfather a lot. One of the only times I remember really seeing him and spending time was on that golf course. Right. It's a wonderful thing about this game. And it's, doesn't change. I remember when I worked at, at Foxtel back in the day, there was at nine o'clock every Saturday morning, there's four generations that play. You know, it's just, that's, and you, not many other sports you, you can do that. Not many football players do that, right, Jerry? Uh, no, that's not, no, not many. There's a couple, but there's, you're right. Not many because uh, they're smart enough to realize that they need to be swinging a golf club instead of trying to tackle somebody on a football field <laughs> <laughs> and not being able to remember who they are, where they live. <laughs> right. Not a lot of concussions in golf, I'm assuming. No, that, you know, that's, a, that's sort of an interesting thing, too, is that you know, I, I've got some friends who have been concussed throughout time and doing different things. And, you know, all of a sudden they found golf as a sport where they can go at it. You know, they can, you know, they don't have to slide in baseball. They don't have to get hit on the soccer field. They don't have to do head headers on a, a soccer field. So, you know, golf is for so many reasons, it's become a, a neat sport. You know, you know, Greg, uh, Greg, you're talking about, you know, you have some friends, Well, you have some friends that, that are playing golf, you know, friends like, Ronnie Lott, friends like Willie Mays, you know, you had friends like, you know, the late, great Jess Jackson. Uh, you have a group of people, of athletes and business people that have come to you to help them with the golf game. Is that correct? Well, uh, throughout. Come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. Come on, Greg. Come on, man. I know. Gary wants you to brag a little bit. Well, you know what it is? I'll put it this way. Okay. I do know one thing. I, let me put it this way. I know that, you know what, when there's, uh, you know, when you you took me out to Mayakama and, uh, you know, uh, the golf tournament that was there and there's several other golf tournaments, when you pick up the phone and you call athletes, uh, they will come. 
and, and come help you and participate in, in, in your in your golf events. And now I'm just telling you this because I want you to know the reason that they come is because you're a good person, man. And you're an honest man. And uh, that's what I love about you, man. You're, you're very honest and you're very helpful. So I know that there are several athletes that, 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 that come play golf uh, in charitable tournaments because of you. Now, I mean, I'm just asking you, you know, can you probably mention a couple of names that might just pop into your head? Well, how about uh, Michael Jordan? Um, mm -hmm. about the King of Malaysia, you know, that was I'd never played golf with a trillionaire until I played golf with the King of Malaysia. Wow, um, see, see, a trillionaire. So, let me tell you a story real quick. And this is, I, 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 I um, back in the 80s, I, I collect sports mem memorabilia and I, I enshrine wonderful athletes, you know. I, of course, Jerry's got one wall, but you know, uh, I've always <laughs> been a Michael Jordan fan. I mean, he's the best, you know, it's, it's the goat. So all of a sudden, I, I just left my job at Kauai. I was called up, and I had the opportunity to play golf with Michael Jordan or Al Gore and his son. On the same, you know, so I, I had that choice. <laughs> it was pretty simple. I played golf with Michael Jordan. So I'm in Princeville. I'm playing golf with Michael Jordan. I get up on the first tee, and I'm just shaking. I, I am so nervous. And I, I usually get in this environment, but I'm not so nervous. And I start off, of course, that I play quite often and quite well. I start off bogey. Bogey, 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 <laughs> bogey. Five holes in a row. I'm just beyond my wits. I'm embarrassed a little bit. And Michael's my partner, and he goes par, 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 par all the way through. So the fifth hole, I finally put out after making my fifth bogey. Michael Jordan puts his big old arm around me and says, Don't worry, Greg, the Jordan factor only lasts five holes. <laughs> and I went out and shot 200 par the rest of the way. So, uh, you know, we're on these. Okay, then one other story. So yeah. I'm playing golf with Ronnie Lott at that tournament Jerry was talking about at my comic. So we get up and we're talking a little bit about SC and UCLA. And I said, well, you know, Jerry Robinson. And he, before I even said completed my sentence, he goes, Jerry Robinson, what about Jerry? I said, well, Jerry's a good family friend of mine. And I told him a little story. He goes, he grabs my arm. He goes, let me tell you one thing. He goes, I'm... When I went to the Raiders, I requested one thing. My request was to have my locker next to Jerry Rose. So, I mean, that, that was some of the cool stuff. So, anyway, that's that's how our family bonding is, and that's sort of how we do. So, um, so that was that's good stuff. But you know, I, I've been fortunate. 20, 20 years ago, twenty five years ago, I met Willie Mays, and. Gosh, I, he's brought me into his world a little bit, and he fell in love with my son as an infant, and he's got a picture of my two-year-old son, I think, up on his refrigerator still. Uh, he's now 20 years old, and um, he, he, whenever I talk to him, he's like, he's my best buddy. So, you know, again. Hey, I'm going to say this. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a friend. Okay, Greg, when you go to, when you go to the Giants baseball games, um, where do you normally sit? I said, uh, <laughs> I said in Willie's suite. Yeah, yeah, you're in there with Willie, and that's that's what it is. You have this ability that, that to, to to form relationships, and I'm just it's because of your heart and your soul, man. I just got to tell you this. You need to know that, man. And you know, uh, 
Willie Mays, is, and I'm going to tell you guys this story. You know, Willie Mays, there's only been one ball player that I've ever, ever idolized, and it was Willie Mays. Willie Mays and Greg knew this. And Greg has, has tried over and over again to set up an actual meeting between me and, and, and Willie and him. And some things just, things just pop up and it, and, it can't ha- and, it, and it hasn't happened yet, you know. But the whole thing of it is that Greg knew how much Willie Mays meant to me and his relationship with Willie. And uh, there was a time when we had something set up, but once again, something else popped up in the way and we were never able to do it. But still, just to know, for me, I'm just telling you this, for me to know somebody that knows Willie's got his phone number, <laughs> who, who when he goes to a game, if he looks to his left or right, I don't know which side Willie's sitting on, there was Willie Mays. And so, uh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, to me, that's, that's amazing. That really is. <laughs> Well, Greg, I wanted to get into, um, I would like for you to explain to our listeners as best you can, this new project that Jerry and I have both had the honor of witnessing this amazing new revolutionary um, golf program. Can you explain to our listeners? They can't see you right now, but you're sitting in front of this this screen. And in front of a screen that has 18th hole at Pebble Beach, under a, a live conditions, weather conditions, it's a six mile an hour wind from the right to left, forcing your ball towards the ocean, and it's foggy. So right now, that's what I know on the 18th tee at Pebble Beach. I don't know what temperature is. I'm going to say mid 50s or so. But um, so my business is is called Next Level Golf and Fitness. And so um, almost a year ago, I was on the driving range at Windsor on a very busy day and I'm just watching people hit shots. And um, I, I was talking to a gentleman who was hitting a really nice swing. His ball was curving a lot. And we just started talking about golf swing and golf in general. So in the story, we just started talking about why somebody from Sonoma County, given the, the decent courses we have, the decent weather, uh, good teachers generally universally around, um, and it's affordable. How come we haven't really produced a world-class player that's been on tour for an extended period of time? You know, I, and I'm not talking about, you know, Jessica Reese Quells, a great player, All-American in college, and she played, uh, you know, three or four years on LPGA and very successful, great talent. Um, but I'm talking about someone who's gone through the PGA Tour, LPGA, and being able to find the seniors. And so he came back to me the next day or so, and he says, I haven't slept for a couple of nights. And I said, what's up? I didn't know this gentleman, his name is Brett Livingstone, that he owned five Anytime Fitness Clubs. So our conversations went from why hasn't there been to we know why, because we haven't had the whole uh, holistic approach to teaching the, the sport of golf where you have, um, you know, the physical fitness part of it, the um, the, the angle of the teaching where you get the mechanics down, all the numbers down, and yet you back that data up with the, the, the photography that I use that's taken 256 photos, you know, per second. So, you know, and then, and then it goes through with, you know, how many people talk about nutrition. Every time I teach a junior golfer, I say, what do you, what did you have for dinner last night? Well, you know, pizza and some soda. You know, again, I, I don't, you know, force it on them. But I said, if you want to be a well-conditioned athlete, you might want to make some other choices. And then I get to the point of how many of you need sports psychology? Everybody. But how many of you admit and want to, you know, pay a sports psychologist to spend a little time with you? 
So that's what my business does. Um, Brett owns five Anytime Fitness Clubs. And what we're trying to do, this is our beta. This is our first one that our intent is to take this information that we're doing here with getting the technological part of golf in with the, the fitness conditioning and then trying to tie it all together with uh, tying that together with a, um, you know, some of his other stores that he has in the Bay Area. So that's what we're doing. We're, and it's no one else is doing it in this area. And it's actually, I've had a lot of coaches and teams from here. You know, the Windsor High School team spent some time here. I work with a lot of kids and, you know, developing that position. And, uh, you know, I keep doing, thinking back from the start, you know, I was working with one really one of the best talents I've ever seen. This gentleman, he put himself in a, such a position that he looked like he was going to hurt himself, but yet he was a great player. So I talked to his parents a little bit and we actually said that, yeah, yeah, his neck was hurting. You know, as a 16 year old, his neck was hurting from golf. And so, you know, we worked on making some swing changes and he's, he's continually playing spectacular golf, but those are things that we can do. Wait, Greg, I thought that, that I was the greatest talent that you <laughs> trained. Oh, this is how I come to that level. I do actually have one more. I think I bought, I bought a three pack of trainings. I, I have one more coming. I need to follow through with. Gary, we should get together. You know what we should? I'm going to say this to you. Okay. I am not a golfer, but I, you know, I'll go out on the course. I play charity, this and that, you know, foursomes and scramble, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, I have a few friends that live on golf course and I'll go out with them and, you know, they'll talk me into, you know, a couple of holes and this and that. And I listen to them and they're talking about, okay, the reason this ball is slicing here because either, or, or it's hooking here, the face is open, this and that, or you're too fast or you're not coming through. I don't understand that. And, you know, and then, uh, and also, you know, your my alignment's this way. You're not lined up, you know, towards the towards the towards the hole. I went in there and I was talking to Greg, and I'm telling you what he has going on right there. Not only do it, will you, will he talk to you about the, the club head or this and that? You actually get to see what happens. And for me, I'm a visual type of person. You know, I mean, he's talking about. I mean, and all the data is all it, it shows up there. I mean, why the ball went went to the right or went to the left is because the club had this and that, you know. So it was educational for me that day I went in to see Greg for about an hour just to talk because I hadn't seen him in a while. And to me, you know, you we get told what we need to do to correct it. But, boy, when you actually see yourself on instant replay, why the why the ball went where it went and why you were lined the way you were lined is just – it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Greg, when I walked out of there the other day, when I saw you, I was, I was actually getting ready to go buy a couple more clubs, but you know, something <laughs> came up and I didn't, but I'm telling everybody, you know, what you got going on over there at Anytime Fitness uh, with the golf program, it is amazing. It would change immediately when you walk out of that room from seeing yourself and being able to see why it didn't go this way or why it went that way. It does something mentally. And, you know, the game, I, I'm fine. Golf is a real mental game. I mean, you got to stay in that game for 18 holes. And But anyway, I just, I fell in love with, with what you got going on there. So, Mariah, maybe you and I, we'll go there together, you know. And, uh, Do it. And we'll bring a, we'll, we'll film it. 
Yeah, we'll film it. You know, yeah. you'll dominate it because you're a much better athlete. People don't know Mariah. Oh, come on. Yes, yes, yeah. Hey, we're, we're, really? we are taught. Well, you know what? You are, honey. I mean, you have more letters in, in high school than I ever got. I mean, you went to college also. I mean, you are in, you're a Hall of Famer. People don't, they don't know this, but Mariah, Mariah, I know you're very humble, but okay. Greg, okay, she is in the, go ahead. I'm just saying it doesn't make me a good golfer, but I want to, I want to add something here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it I didn't make about, me a good golfer either. <laughs> uh, uh, golf, I know. Um, golf is really a sport that requires so much patience. There's something very zen about it. Um, my dad used to golf with one of my uncles who had a really bad temper. And my dad was kind of a calm guy. He'd come home and be like, oh, man, he threw another club. And, you know, if if you lose your cool in the game of golf, it's really not very beneficial. So we can you can you speak a little bit to the psychological aspects of golf? Yeah, I always I always say golf is played by your personality. And, I, you know, I had a lesson today at Windsor and we're out there swinging and he's type A guy. And, you know, to tell him to slow down. It's just not the right thing to say. So. You know, and I also tell some people, it's, maybe this isn't the, the right golf, the right game for you. I mean, um, you know, we always have people come in. My wife's mad when I come home because I always complain about my game. Um, my kids hate me. My, you know, I just, I live with and die with golf. And it's like, you know, it's, nothing's that important unless you do it professionally. Even then, you know, how, how much stress you want to put on it. So I, I think, you know, what we have to do is realize, A, it's a really hard game to conquer. You know, it's, you know, I'm, when I work with really good athletes, including uh, professional athletes, unfortunately, they were very successful at what they did. I, I used to work out with Ron Rivera back in my, when I worked in Berkeley, uh, we we're both way younger, you know, but uh, this is back in the uh, mid eighties. And Ron used to come in and, you know, he came in and said, my wife hits it farther than I do. And I, you know, she was a good player, but not that good, you know, and, so I just had to calm his, his body down a little bit and let his club head work and sort of get the, you know, say, hey, it's not always about big muscles and trying to do stuff like that. So, you know, a lot of times it's you got to calm down, let the club head work, and you, know, you just can't get too caught up. And I think, you know, Mariah, what I tell you after taking lessons, you go out and play golf, um, don't keep score, but keep track of the good shots you hit. You know, this is sort of the theme of your show. Hey, yeah. today I had six good shots. What I really, it might be a putt, might be a drive, might be a, a, a shot out of the bunker, but today I hit six. Tomorrow you hit eight. The next day you hit 10. Then you're on your way to keeping score. Then you're on your way to play, enjoying the game because if you go out and shoot, you know, you play nine holes at Hillsburg or something, and you shoot 53, you sort of say, wow, I, I shot double par. I suck because that's not a good score. Well, you don't feel good about it. So it's hard to get involved or interested in the game. So I don't know. There's so many other ways to get enjoyment out of it. Um, you know, I, I have a lot of people that, hey, <laughs> they drink, so they enjoy golf. You know, so that's, that's, <laughs> um, but no, just I think you have to take the game as it's a difficult sport. We watch on TV. We watch the best in the world. And all these kids are hitting the ball 300 yards, including the gals now. Um, and so we just got to kick the sport and say, Hey, those are the best stand on the first tee someday at your daily fee golf course and see what really happens. You know, it's, it's not always like that. 
So I think, you know, if you take golf in stride and say, I'm out here to enjoy it. I'm out here to enjoy the beautiful things around it. And, um, you know, those, those are the, the key things. And there's other, it might be business reasons why you play. It might be family reasons. But it's not to play professionally probably. So let's, let's take that all behind. And, Mariah, I remember working with you, and you, you're determined to do it right and to do it better. But you can't do it right and do it better, you know, once a month. That's the hard thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That, that bit of perfectionism, you know, that's like either a blessing or a curse, right? It's it's a tough game to perfect. Actually, it's an impossible game. Yeah. Tough one. You you know, 10 for 10 on free throws and make all your, your shots from the field. That's a pretty damn good day and stop your, your opponent and, and, and who, but you know, you, you miss a three-footer a footer in golf, all of a sudden you're a bad person. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> bad person. <laughs> That's the way it works. Well, Greg, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We've been talking about it for a while, and Jerry and I will have to plan a time to come in in person and have another look and bring it, bring a rec- make a recording of it so that our listeners, if they want to see what we're talking about, they can also do that. Hit our YouTube channel that we ignored for a while. Um, and, and we encourage our listeners to check out what you've got going on next level golf and fitness at anytime fitness. And is there anything else you want our listeners to know? I uh, just, um, enjoy life and be safe and, right. uh, keep the golf thing going. Thank you so much, Greg. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of the People Doing Good podcast. Uh, We really appreciate Greg Anderson taking the time to share what he loves with our listeners. And again, you know, people doing good come in all forms. And and what what Greg does in sharing his knowledge of golf is he gives people um, the confidence to go out there and enjoy the sport. And um and it's important in life to have things that we love to do. So thank you, Greg. Mariah, I just want to add to this that, you know, Greg, I've known him since he was uh, eight years old, seven years old, whatever it was, however long it's been. And he's always been a very passionate person. And he's always been about trying to make people better. And he's a golf pro. So he's, you know, he's, He's taken that, his passion and his profession, and he's found a way to make people's golf game better by showing them what he has at uh, Anytime Fitness. Because like I said, you and I went there and I know it made a difference in, in, in your game. It oh, made yeah. a difference. In, it made a difference in my mind, giving me the courage to go out and play the game. Because I know by going in there and sitting there with Greg, uh, I will know everything that I need to know. Not only will I hear it, but I have an opportunity to see it. So that's what makes what Greg Anderson is doing right now really special. Absolutely. So if you're listening and you want to check it out, um, go to the Anytime Fitness Larkspur website and it's um, Next Level Golf and Fitness. Check it out also on Facebook. Um, but highly recommend that. And while the listeners are here and we're recording our podcast, Jerry, I'm going to get you to commit to something here because the people can hear you. You, me, and Greg, we're going to go golfing together. I'd like to set a date for that. Can we do it? Oh, yeah, that sounds great to me. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. It'd be a lot of fun. 
I, yeah. I would enjoy that. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Greg, we're, I'm going to text you, Greg, and we're going to set up a, a golf date. Okay, cool. Let's do it. It'd be fun. It Should really we see if be. Michael Jordan's available to join us? Well, we'll ask Greg about that. If we can get Michael okay. or Ronnie Lott or one of his <laughs> celebrity friends and uh, get out there and have some fun. It'll be me and Michael versus you and Greg. Okay. I'll take Michael. Sorry, Jerry. <laughs> well, you know what it is? If, if Michael's playing, there's going to be a lot of money laid out there on each hole, you know, <laughs> and he's got a lot of it. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you again to Greg Anderson and Next Level Golf and Fitness. And another thank you to our sponsor, The Hook Dispensary in Santa Rosa. Got to check them out. And last but absolutely not least... I would like to visit Jerry Robinson's corner, Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. What's going on? Mr. Robinson's neighborhood today, the word for Mr. Robinson's neighborhood. Why is everyone at the gym asking me why I'm still sitting on the stationary bike? <laughs> I'm going downhill, dude. Mind your business. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the People Doing Good podcast. Oh, see you next week. The People Doing Good podcast is brought to you by Shoes for Kids. For more info, visit shoesforkids.com. It is created and hosted by Mariah Volk and Jerry Robinson. Produced and edited by Charlene Goto of Goto Productions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment wherever you get your podcast media. Follow on social media at One Good Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Email us at peopledoinggoodpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time.